Welcome to Good Morning Hospitality, your one-stop shop for the latest news, noteworthy trends, and thought-provoking discussions across the industry. From hotels to short-term rentals to all things travel and hospitality, you'll find each episode equips you with the information that you need to start your week. Join us on Good Morning Hospitality every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wow. It looks like you've you've got a different background today, Sarah. I do have a different background today, which um, I will definitely, we're going to be talking about in just a bit, but um, good morning. We definitely want to start off with our roll call, by the way, for everybody that is tuning in. Let us know where you're joining us from. Uh, Today's going to be an exciting day, so we love to hear where people are joining us from. Yeah, and especially because last week, you know, we did a pre-record and we were answering in the comment sections, but it just wasn't the same not having our- We are live this week, like live, live. We are live, live. (laughs) So no messages sent to us, please. We are here live with you all (laughs) and happy to do it again. But I know that you've been traveling and doing some fun things. What Can you give us a 30-second download on what's going on? Oh, yeah. In fact, so I've been all over. I was in Nashville, stayed in a couple properties there. I was in Richmond speaking at the Virginia Tourism Conference with the governor. Yeah, you, look, governor. Very, you look like the governor Holy. on stage. <laughs> yeah, he opened for me. There was a whole band. It was, it was a thing. It was a to-do. Um, and now I'm so excited because I'm in Charleston. Um, and uh, we'll introduce our special guest in a moment. But wait, Steve, we have to talk about it. You had an event last night, and this is super cool. So please tell us about this event. How did it turn out? Yes. So excited for you. It was awesome. So you know, I have the other podcast that we all listen to is The Hospitality Mentor, and we hosted yeah. – a networking event called the future of hospitality where we had a bunch of different technology vendors but we held it at the florida international university chaplain school of hospitality so the future of the industry is there with the students and the upcoming cooks and all the people that took part in it and 150 people showed up in the pouring rain in miami so thank you all for showing up and showing out so sarah it shows us we've got a following i think we need to do some live shows uh i think we do on the road we definitely need to get this on the road. We're dipping our toes into it um, with having me being here in Charleston um, at these amazing properties. And um, and you've got a lot going on. What's been great, by the way, the two of us have had wonderful opportunities this past week with your event. Um, also, the event that I spoke at uh, on Monday in Richmond, Virginia, talking to a lot of students. So for all of us that are really thinking about uh, those in the hospitality industry and the new people that are coming into it, the new generation, there is an interest out out there and so please remember you know this is the time that we can really foster that new generation of of um of employees of hospitality professionals so uh they're out there that's for sure they're there we got some listeners out there austin is joining us miguel from thanks the austin oh yeah, miguel always today. good we love seeing I love this perfect oh my gosh ek ek pemi I think you I, got maybe. it. I think I got from it. Nigeria. Exactly. Thank you. From Nigeria. Thanks for joining. Everybody else, let us know as you uh, log on to this. But I think without further ado, I have to, I'm, I'm holding the camera in a certain way. So I have to go ahead and introduce, ooh, we have a nice We're background there. here, by the way. By the way, that background is actually what I am looking at right now. And we've got our very, very special guest. I've got here um, Carlo Carocha. 
who is the dual, not he's the general manager of not just one amazing property, but two amazing properties. We are, are sitting in the Spectator Hotel that's right here in Charleston. Yes. And it shares, they kind of have like a back um, employee way that they share um, with the, um, the French Quarter Inn, which is right next door. And these two hotels are pretty amazing. So but first of all, I'm a little biased, but I would agree. And yeah, good morning. Yeah. Good thank morning. You, thank you for having me, Sarah. And thank you for having me, Steve. And uh, good morning, hospitality to the good morning hospitality world, world. Out, out there. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on. Yeah, I know. It's so great. So I, we wanted to do something a little bit different. I mean, it's so great to be out on the road and experiencing all of these wonderful uh, properties firsthand. And I was like, we have to have Carlo come on and, and maybe chime in and share a little bit of his, um, you know, background and insight. So how long have you been working in hospitality? It's been just under 15 years. Yeah. Uh, I got my first job working for a front desk job at a casino hotel right outside of Atlantic City where I grew up and mm -hmm. uh, fell in love with our crazy industry there. And uh, my grades got better in school after that summer job. And um, I met my wonderful wife in school and spent some time working for Mandarin Oriental in Washington, D.C. And it's been about six and a half years that I've been here Um in Charleston, mm -hmm. uh, beautiful downtown Charleston, South Carolina, as the GM of French Quarter Inn and the Spectator Hotel. This is so, it's so cool. So, um, wait, by the way, Steve, have you been to Charleston before? I, it's like my number one hit list city, and I have not been. And so it. now I got Carlo as the hookup. And for everyone listening who's been <laughs> to Charleston, I want to see a thumbs up in the comments. Yeah. Uh, because I don't know why it's all the best restaurants, great hospitality. And now we got our friend Carlo there. I see this background of this beautiful place. I should be at with you today. Yeah, Amazing. you should. You should. <laughs> exactly. So, um, kind of like, why don't we just do like a brief little like description of like the two properties. Uh, so the French quarter in opened up in, in 2002, right? And, That's right. And it has about 50. So we have 50 guest rooms at French quarter in, um, here in the historic district of, of Charleston. And, uh, really, for both of these hotels, you know, there's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences. For French Quarter Inn, it's more of a traditional um, kind of low country feel with some European influences. Um, I'm sure you all get annoyed when you yeah. check into a hotel and you see a water on the table and it has a little tag that says $4.75. Yeah. We are the opposite of that. We have a ton of inclusive amenities um, in your stay, breakfast included, um, a wine and cheese charcuterie hour reception in the evening, and in the night with milk cookies and port wine. Um, so, I, I'm going to be doing that tonight, by the way. Listen, please. I need an please. amenity sent down here, please. Can we make this happen? And I see people <laughs> who have been to Charleston. We got David and Antonio have been there. They need to make sure you stop at Carlos Hotel now. Yeah, no. Well, and what's so great is that there are two hotels with a very different vibe. So, we're also we're sitting right now in the lobby bar area yeah. of the spectator hotel and so um and what's been cool so i'm i'm traveling with uh my producer and um and camera guy wherever he is wherever chris, chris is busy working right now by the way um and so he's in one hotel i'm in the other hotel but it's been wonderful because it gives us such a, a great way to experience both properties now this property the spectator hotel is newer it opened in 2015 yes. um but it new but it has an old world like 1920s feel right yes so we are named the spectator after the spectator shoe which is that black white black men's layer oh, dress cool. shoe 
Right. So we really have a juxtaposition of a modern luxury boutique hotel, but with a little bit of a tip of the cap of what would a 1920s upscale hotel in Charleston look and feel like. So um, you'll be pleased to see, Steve, some Art Deco, which I'm sure you love with all yeah. your yes. um, Miami roots, um, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of local art, gold accents and, and things of that nature. So um, and we're sitting here in our, our wonderful craft cocktail uh, bar, and, bar and lounge. It here. is really cool. And I have to say, um, they also have butler service here. So that's really neat. Uh, the butler actually takes you to your room. They kind of serve almost as like mobile concierge, pretty much anything you need. Um, and I posted it online, but I'll definitely be sure to share. I love that you guys have in your rooms this little butler card that it's like what you can use the butler for. Um, a lot of people don't know what to do. They're like, what do I do you call the butler for? Right? <laughs> exactly. Do you unpack for me? Do you? What do we do? What's going on? Butlers are here to make your stay as great as possible they're here to help you look and feel and essentially be the best version of yourself while you're a guest at the spectator and before and afterwards as, as well so yeah. um they'll deliver your breakfast each morning to you as sarah mentioned mm -hmm. um, mobile concierge service we do shoe shines we do garment steaming i can't tell you the amount of wedding dresses <laughs> we've steamed uh for brides um to all the lovely brides out there, the more notice you can give us, the better. But if it is a true emergency and you only have 30 minutes, we will do our absolute best to have you looking um, as pressed and esteemed as, as possible. I think what I love about that story, and I'm sure, Steve, you could agree with this, is that if you've worked in any hotel, you have probably had some sort of wedding emergency crisis that you have had to resolve. Steve, have yes, you had any? Especially in Miami Beach. I've oh. had many and it's like the most stressful because it's everyone's most important day in their entire lives. And especially when you get some of these like million dollar weddings where it's like something just off. Yeah. Like yeah. flowers bent the wrong way, but you know, true emergencies, a cake. I'll give you one. This was back in the day, early 2000s when I was working and there was a big hip hop weekend going on at Miami beach. We were at the Lowe's Miami beach hotel and it kind of flooded into this beautiful wedding and they took over the party and, we had to refund a whole big party. That was early 2000. So that was like one of the first big weekends that was crazy when it was going on. So you had yeah. Lil Wayne and all his rappers running around the hotel. So it was a little Oh, wild. oh like your homie Lil Wayne, right? Yeah, just my bud. No, it was a disaster. Uh, but yes, I've seen that's probably the craziest story for the book uh, we that's could put in there. That's incredible. Well, this is definitely, I mean, this property, the, both of these properties are phenomenal. Thank um, you. I'm enjoying them so far. And I know we're, We'll be creating a whole video recap on each of the individual properties. So I will yep. be sure to be, I'll not only be sharing it on Instagram for those that follow there, but definitely on LinkedIn as well too. So, so much more to come from these properties. Yeah, and, thank you. and I had a question. I had a question for yeah. Carlo because I was yeah. just talking last night. Everyone's finishing their budgets. It's budget season. Everyone's turned it in. Have you turned yours in already? So we've done <laughs> in yes. 15 minutes when this show is over. Yes. <laughs> budget season is, uh, what from Barney, the song that never ends. Yeah. And then you yes. do forecast and then you do end of month. Um, we are, we are near the finish line. We have a, a date to present to our owners very shortly, but we are 98% of the way finished. So, so how um, you, yes. how is Charleston feeling about travel next year? Is it feeling pretty good? The same as this year without giving too many specifics. How is Charleston feeling? Yes. Great, great question, Steve. Uh, a lot of confidence in Charleston. You know, we're, you know, we do have a, you know, really diverse segmentation, but it is a lot of individual leisure mm -hmm. travel coming in. We have a wonderful um, convention visitor, 
Visitor Bureau Explorer Charleston, um, who's been working to add a lot of direct flights to Charleston from Miami. So, mm-hmm. you know, there no, you go. No excuse. Um, no none. excuse. Not exactly. Um, but no, the, the forecast is looking good. We've been um, very lucky that our bounce back from, from COVID happened a lot quicker in kind of, you know, a secondary city like Charleston, a, a, you know, compared to a, a major market city like New York or Chicago or or LA. Um, but we're looking to hold pretty pretty similar to this year. And this year has been a fantastic uh, financial year for Charleston and, and for the properties. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. That's big time for you guys. I know it's great. And I have to say being here, it's so, um, there's a wonderful, wonderful charm to the city. I love that you have that. Obviously there's that Southern hospitality and I love the palm trees, the palmetto. I like, I, as I was, you know, walking around even last evening, just like looking at the palm trees outside and it's, and by the way, I know both Steve and I were very lucky that we live around palm trees, but these are different palm trees. These are palmettos. They're cuter palm trees, right? They're cute. They're like, whoop. They're just like they're they're like they're cute. <laughs> no. So um kudos to you guys for having, I think, better palm trees. Yes. And you're absolutely right, Sarah, about Southern hospitality. You know, it, we've everybody hears about it and knows about it. And when I moved here, I'm like, okay, how much of that is, you know, marketing, how much of that is just, you know, reputation growing? But it is absolutely genuine. And for our industry, you know, very refreshing to be in a location where it's very much a, you know, situation where it's friendly competition. It's not cutthroat among mm-hmm. hotels and restaurants here. And people do genuinely care how other people are are doing, even if it's random strangers on the street. Um, and the amount of time that I use my car horn has significantly decreased <laughs> from when I was in Washington, D.C., um, sure. coming in on 395 uh, into work versus versus now so that, well no i love that and it's, it's so true and i do want to just say one thing and then we'll dive into some topics and well we might as well have carlo join in and just like share some of his insights we might not get through all of our topics today because we've we've been we're, we're having too much fun we're having too much yes. fun we're talking about so many great things but i, I will say this <laughs> one of the things that i love about this property and i i think more properties should take advantage of this is this notion of you know, what else is included? The fact that the mini bar is you can help yourself to the mini bar. It's not necessarily being charged for every additional item um, that breakfast is included and you can opt for it downstairs or in your room. Now, obviously that doesn't necessarily work maybe in every property because of the size or this, but if you are able to include that or, or to make that part of the guest experience, I, I think it just it goes such a long way. So that is very um, cool. So is that part of is that part of the resort fee or is that part of the room charge? Like, how, is how do you plan for that? So we don't have a uh, a resort fee. There's a small destination fee that is is put on by the city. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that um, you know our management company, which is Charlestown Hotels, manages just about 55 properties um, throughout the country independent lifestyle university boutique um all in those segments for that is we like to find what makes each individual hotel the star and create services and amenities and an experience that fits that sense of place and fits really what the guests are 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 looking for Mm -hmm. um you know you could be a a hotel you know often in interstate you may not have the budget you know, that we have, which we're very fortunate that we that we do mm-hmm. have, but find ways to be unique and find a value proposition to what 
you're going to offer your guests and what they value. Um, and that's something that, you know, we, we look at every single review, we look at every single survey that comes in and we make these tweaks along the way to be able to do that. And, um, it helps that we have wonderful guests. Thank you to all yeah. our, our great guests out there who are excited to come to Charleston. I love it. And Christo Southern Charm sounds incredible. He needs to visit Charleston soon. So you're building some fans here. Yes. Brett, Chef Brett Ray on a, a beautiful city everyone's talking about. Now it's yeah. official. It's, gonna, it's on my it list. It is official. Charleston, definitely add it to the list. Um, and by the way, um, you've got two great property options that you can you can check out. I want to be where you're sitting. That's my vibe right behind you. I uh, like that. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely your vibe. Like you, you would love this bar area. It's it's great. Um, oh, cool. We got Stephen Sinclair. Woo -woo. Um, he, he oh runs the oh Deer Path Inn. Yes. Okay, yeah. One of our um, other signature properties in uh, Lake Forest, mm -hmm. about 40, 45 minutes outside of Chicago. Absolutely stunning. Um, if you want to see how a hotel Instagram should be run, Deer Paths Inn is on, oh. on point. A lot of fun. Oh, okay. I remember one year where they, um, for were a, a week or so after at Daylight Savings Time. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's a, a topic that it is. is a lot of heat. But for daylight savings time as a turndown amenity, they baked little cookies with an hour hand on the clock going back and a little note for it to remind guests, you know, and this is a little bit before, you know, automatic devices. But imagine that as a turndown treat and such a great experience cool. that you take a bite of it. And it's that reminder of something useful for you as a guest, but then fun as yeah. an experience and enjoyable. So Yeah. Oh, definitely. No, I when people I, come I, up with those ideas, right? That someone took the time. Let's come up with this cookie. Let's make it. Let's yeah. get it out there. Let's make a fun note. Those are the fun things about working in hotels. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I was saying this just the other day in, um, when it, when I was speaking in Richmond, but it was that reminder of like, yes, the social media aspect, but it's also not just like social media influencers, your guests are your marketing tool. And it's like, if you do something that's cool that they want to take a picture of, they're going to be taking that picture and arguably, um, they might even have more influence because it's their friends and family that are going to be watching what they're, what they're posting online. So, you know, make those cute Instagrammable moments and, and that little thing that goes, I mean, like how, how much did it really cost to make these like extra cookies? Sugar and flour. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, and some delivery fees for the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's a little bit there, but still the impact is so, so significant that it, it really goes a long way. I love that story. That's great. Well, should we hop into some stories yeah. that we can join, uh, yes. join us today? Let's hop in. Okay, cool. So well, why don't we switch gears to this first topic, which is, is more in your um, backwoods, um, Steve. So basically there's a whole bunch of new hotel condos that are going to be, uh, coming in. They've already started coming into Miami, uh, Miami beach area, and they're going to continue. But I think the big question is, is, is like, well, this is great because it's always wonderful to have these new builds, but is it going to dilute the city's sort of art deco soul? Um, yep. talk to us about this. Cause this is like literally your this backyard. Is big. I was excited to see this in Forbes when they started writing about it. And I walked by these properties under construction. And so we have the Amman resort, Rosewood, Auberge and Bulgari's opening their first U S destination in Miami. So Miami's becoming huge. this city with all of these Lux properties. And they're saying it should continue to fill up because we had, you know, 12% more room nights booked than we had the previous year. So there yeah. is appetite for that in Miami Beach. 
Um, but I love seeing that these brands are starting to come in and they're trying their best. Like they're taking the shells of these Art Deco buildings, keeping them up, redoing the inside, especially mm -hmm. Rosewood. They're doing it a true gut job and keeping this the soul of Miami Beach going. Where yeah. some other companies got rejected because they're trying to build these glass towers in places that don't fit. Ah. So I'm excited to see these ultra premium brands come in to compete and continue to elevate the beach because there's some areas that are a little not great. We need the, these brands yeah. to come in to fix it up. But Carlo, how about in Charleston? Do you see that where <laughs> you have a lot I'm of historic at. buildings? It's truly want to keep that feel so it doesn't go away. But I'm sure you have some developers that are trying to build the big buildings. There are, and while there are a lot of uh, hotel builds and renovations going on, and um, we actually just compete, uh, completed a, a lobby refresh at French Quarter Inn right, right next door, um, we're seeing a lot of uh, housing come in, and we're a peninsula, so there's only so much where it can grow. Mm -hmm. um, on the hotel side, there is a very deliberate effort from pretty much all stakeholders in Charleston, really led by our Board of Architectural Review in terms of um, what your building facade can look like, the height of your building. Um, here in the historic district, there's a cap for the number of rooms in the historic district when you make new builds to keep some of that charm. Um, you know, I always find that government works best when it's working hand in hand with business partners and each side are listening to yep. each other. That's certainly easier said than than done, but we do have a pretty good mix here, um, here in Charleston of that. Yeah. And what I love too is again, you know, knowing, for example, this particular hotel, the spectator, it was, it was only built in 2015. That really wasn't that long ago. But when you walk in, it feels very old world. So there is definitely a way that you can have these new builds that still have a nod to, you know, the destination sort of architectural um, uh history that like kind of makes it so unique. And so whether you're coming here to Charleston and you want a little bit of that old school world or, you know, whether you're going to Miami and I mean, Miami is so art deco, like that's what makes it so cool. Yes. And yeah. I've stayed at properties there that have that theme running throughout the hotel. And I far prefer that versus going into a hotel where it's so much their brand that you're like, okay, well, Technically, this hotel could be anywhere, yes. um, you know, so it's nice when they can add the flavor and personality of the destination. Yeah, you got to stay uniquely local. And I can say that about your hotel. Just seeing the picture that I've been going through them, it's you could feel like you're from the 1920s walking through there. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, by cool. the way, nice, nice touch. There's a, even um, a record player in the room, I have to say. So and all jazz music. Love that. Simple things. Simple things. We're talking about um, design. Should we talk about the design of the showers now? Right. Because oh, yes. that's one oh, of the stories gosh. that popped yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we were totally talking about this last night. Okay. Wait, can, can I just, I have to first preface this stage. by saying, I, I will, I took a shower this morning here. You're welcome. <laughs> Since I'm sitting next to you. No, no. But um, your, this does not apply to your showers. It was very simple. It was literally just turning on the knob and it was perfect, perfect temperature, perfect pressure. So, this does not have to do with Carl on the spot. No water, no water spilled out onto the floor. <laughs> no water. No weird the floor, handles or pumps anywhere. I have to say, I love this article that came out. Um, and it, it was so funny because it, they're talking about how we've used showers forever, but for some reason, 
some hotels just can't make them any easier. And I thought this was so funny because all of us have worked in hotels, you know, and we've all worked um, at a hotel or, or stayed at a hotel where we just like cannot figure out the shower. And it's just, it, it's true. Like when we mentioned it, I mean, you chuckled, right? We've all had that moment yes. where we've been in the shower and you're like, I don't understand. Like which, where am I pushing what? Um, but yeah, Steve. Yeah, listen, I, I just think this is funny because do you follow Brian Proctor on LinkedIn by any chance? He posts photos uh, no. of, of going into showers of like how this is horribly designed. This shower was terrible at this hotel. What were you doing in the design? Yeah. So it's funny to me because I was just at the Intercontinental here in Miami. They just redid their whole room and they took the time yeah. to really think about how the shower should nice. work. Right. So you can get the handle on the right hand side. So you're not getting sprayed by cold water yeah. when you're trying to put it on. All oh their gosh, amenities yeah. are lined up on uh, very easily, so you're not bumping into it. You have good water pressure, even though it's still sustainable, so it's not like dripping down on you with you can't even wash your hair, yeah. right? So, I just think it's funny that now this is on SNL talking about it. It's on Facebook, and people talking about it. So it's everywhere. So think about what you're doing in these bathrooms as you're designing them. We just talked about these new ones. Are you know speaking <laughs> of bathrooms and somebody who's been it? It's, it's somebody who has some hair and has been no but i also this is what, what i find mm. it's really interesting is hair dryers too hair dryers are a big thing um now can i get it like every property is a bit different but it's like that extra touch of just like a decent hair dryer makes yeah. such a big difference i know that maybe the guys might not be so pressed about this Okay, mm -hmm. but um, you're laughing. I you I heard that. No, mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just smiling. I can see my wife like this hair dryer doesn't work. You know? I'm just saying, as a as a female traveler, I always pay attention to the hair dryers. So and your hair dryer worked wonderfully this Excellent. morning. So all right, good, we're going to go inspect the, the bathroom now. Pick up the computer. Let's walk to the room. Let's go check it ourselves. <laughs> we'll be right there. Uh, um, but Chris, oh Christopher mentioned like, hey, what's this button do? Oh, it sprays freezing oh, yeah. water on me for ten seconds. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The side button where it's like, you know, hey, this gets it from kind of hot to really hot. You have some showers where it doesn't even have a hot or a cold. Oh, totally. Do you have some that are doing Caldo and Fredo because they're trying to be Italian and upscale, but then maybe some guests don't get that. <laughs> Caldo it's, yeah. it's a, yes, it's. I'd like a venti. Oh, no, wait, no, that's Starbucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it, it is funny that the showers, again, it's not everywhere, but. That this is something the simple yeah, design simple. of how how far do you have to reach in to turn the, yeah, the water on the shower before you splashed. And these half glass so doors, just keep it simple. I think a lot of people try yeah. to get too cool, especially with the rooms that are all glass and you can see into the bathroom from the bedroom. Like, you know, that's not for everybody. Like there's some hotels that thought yeah. that was cool and now they don't want them. I will say this. So this also had a wonderful speaker that uh, shared the stage with me the other day, and he was speaking about accessibility. So he's in a wheelchair. He has been in, in a wheelchair pretty much his whole life since he was two years old. And so what he does is he basically goes around the country and the world, and he features um, destinations and hotels that are accessible for those that might have disabilities and what that means to have accessible um accessible hotel rooms, et cetera. And he said something interesting that stuck with me. And I don't know, but there are many times that, you know, a hotel might say, oh, this is an accessible, um, it has an accessible bed um, room with the bathroom. And the difference between a walk-in shower and a roll-in shower. 
Mm. And those are very different because if it's walk-in and you have a wheelchair and you have like a high-tech wheelchair, that's like tens of thousands of dollars. It, you, it's hard to get in there. You need to have a roll-in uh, shower for those accessible rooms. So something that's simple, uh, since we were talking about showers, and I just thought about that, but cool. again, keeping that in mind for those that uh, need more accessible travel options. Especially everyone that travels. We need to make sure everyone can sleep well, can rest well, doesn't have to stress about traveling. Those are the small details that we talk about all the time. Yeah. So why don't we just hit one travel topic and then we'll like wrap it up today because we've got a great quote um, that Carlo and I were talking about. But, um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. I thought that this was, um, well, why don't we talk about Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is happening next week. I'm not, re- I'm not ready for it. You're not ready for it? <laughs> that feels like three weeks away and, it, and it's eight uh, days away. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not ready, but I love Thanksgiving. It's, it's a wonderful time. And, yeah. Uh, yes. Well, what's interesting is, is that apparently per the TSA, um, they are saying that this is actually going to be the busiest Thanksgiving that has probably been on record, which is interesting because it is crazy. By the way, I was just looking at flights from Los Angeles to Allentown, Pennsylvania, if I wanted to go do a last minute trip to go visit my family. And uh, just... 1800 for Maine. Maine. Let's say I wanted to upgrade to first class. I'm not that fancy, but let's just say I just was doing it for price shopping. $4,000. That's insane. And by the way, the little plane that I have to take to get into Allentown doesn't even fit my roller um, bag. Like, that's how tiny of a plane is. I'm like, this is just crazy. So, um, but despite the high prices, they are, they, People are traveling, and um, it's definitely an interesting time for sure. It's a 29.9 million travelers. Mm-hmm. That would be an all-time high for Thanksgiving, increasing 9% compared to last year. So I wonder what's yeah. driving it. I guess people just really want to be with their families. They kind of realize the importance of being with each other, right? Because yeah. it's, it's not the travel that we saw after the pandemic. So this is something no. completely different. It's different. But I will say, for those that maybe Thanksgiving isn't a big deal for them. And they're like, oh, well, I have some time off. This is, for those that want to buck tradition, this is actually a good time to travel internationally. So, mm. I mean, obviously we want to keep people at home and all that, but um, flights are super cheap. It's significantly cheaper to go to Paris than Allentown, Pennsylvania. By the way, much love to Allentown, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Don't want to be, don't want to be like, my family's there, I was born there. But um, I, I don't know. I would probably rather spend that $2,000 and fly to Paris than Allentown. But my grandmother yeah. wouldn't be there and that's important. So, well, and if you're listening live right now, let us know if you're traveling. Um, you might all be working, like, cause I know a lot of you work in hotels yes. and we'll be working the holidays, but if you're traveling, let us know. No, definitely. Okay, let's do a quick real-time recap. Let's do it. We've been doing a lot this week. I'm going to give a shout-out to the Florida International University Chaplain School of Hospitality and Tourism Management for offering to host this amazing event last night. The students were on point, way better trained than I was coming out of hospitality school. It's amazing to see the technology that they have access to now and just the will to want to learn and to do great things in the industry. So shout-out to them. Yes. Awesome. Have you had an interesting real-time recap? Something in hospitality this week that just kind of stuck out. It could be at one of your properties, um, I mean, but it could also be somewhere else. 
Nothing major of note. I would just say in the Thanksgiving theme, this is always a time of year where it is very obvious to be thankful, but Mm -hmm. especially thankful for everybody who is working behind the scenes in every facet of our business, of other business, to make sure that people can have safe and healthy and successful and happy Thanksgivings in their own home because Mm -hmm. someone is cleaning your room, someone is delivering your food to the grocery store and and all of those things. So um, give a shout out to someone who may not normally get a shout out um, because we're all in hospitality in some shape or form. So especially this next week, a little extra love, a little extra thanks for for service industry team members. Yeah, no, I think that, oh, that I got chills as you were saying that, by the way, because I so get it. We've all worked on holidays and we know um, the challenges that that might be, but we're also very grateful to, you know, have jobs and have those, those positions. But it is a little bit of that tug of war where like you might be, you know, so eager to be with your family, but you do have to work. Um, but then to just have that thankful moment with anybody that you're, um, that you're interacting with. Uh, my real time recap. Oh my gosh. I might have to go into more of the hotels next week, but I will just focus on where I am right now. And I have to say, yes, I'm biased. I'm biased, but, um, the hospitality that we've received here so far has been impeccable. Like it's really like I saw every, it's always so cool when you see a property online, but then when you go in and you experience the warmth and every single one of your employees has been so helpful and and you also have a you have a very um wide range of ages yes. of employees which i thought was really cool and to see some uh, you've got some of your bowmen that look a little on the younger side but they still had the spirit which is really great to see so um kudos to you for setting setting the the standard for that because it's definitely a trickle down effect for sure i appreciate that we're very grateful for we have about 85 team members between the two properties and just Really, I try to say, how do I make things better on the back end and let people use their gifts and their experiences and not make things harder and step out of the way. So yeah. thank you for the kind compliments no. to our team. I'm sure they'll love to hear it. No, they're great. They're great. And it wasn't just the welcome beverage talking. Okay. I had that yesterday. Uh-huh. Where's your mimosa? I see it off screen. Oh my gosh. No. um, Anyway, too funny. Okay. We, let's quickly end with our um, hospitality quote. And we, we, um, Specifically, Carla wanted to do this one, and this is Maya Angelou's quote, quote, which is, um, oh, perfect. Love this. Uh, I've learned that people will never forget what you said. People will, will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So since you specifically were drawn to this, would love to hear your thoughts on it. It's just a, a quote that's really resonated with me for a long time. You know, we are in the feelings business um, and for what we do each day, no, we're not saving lives on the operating table. We're not fighting for injustices in the court system, but what we do matters. We help people feel better and it's very much a pay it forward in terms of if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing for guests and team members, what are they going to do for their families, their mm-hmm. friends, their communities? Um, and I just love this idea of, you know, the way you make people feel is such a positive and warming effect on, on the yeah. world. We create memories. We are the memory yes. makers, right? I love that. I love that. Steve, do you have any words to add to this? No, I think Carlo crushed it on how he explained it. I think it's a great 
way to to wrap our show. He's a yeah. great guest. I loved having you here, and I can't wait to meet you in person. I'm jealous oh, that uh, Sarah Thank gets you. to be it's- there. It's been wonderful. I'm 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 honored to to be on the show and uh thank you all. Yeah, no, of course. We'll be sure to have links to the two properties so you can check it out. Um also stay tuned to social media. I'll be posting real time my stories from my time here in Charleston for the next couple of days and then we'll have some nice fun videos that I'll be sharing on LinkedIn in probably right after Thanksgiving, you know, so because we have people are focusing on Turkey, then we'll talk we'll talk about what's going on here in Charleston, but this has been such a great show. So Fun. Thank you for joining us. For thank you again for having me. A lot, a lot of fun. Uh, we could talk for like two hours. Of course. Not we even, sure not even blink. This is, this is wonderful. We, we sure could. Well, that being said, do you want to start our wrap up here, Steve? Let's do it. Listen, I would like to say thank you to everyone that came out to the events last night. And as always, make sure to subscribe to the show. Give us a five star rating. Leave some comments. Uh, we love mm-hmm. seeing those. We read every single one of them, and we appreciate all the feedback. Yeah, definitely. And if um, you've got a property and we can figure out some way that we can be there in person, like what we did today with having Carlo come on, uh, reach out to us as well, too. We can figure it out. And again, as I keep saying, Steve, we're taking the show on the road. I think we're ready. <laughs> we can we can demand audiences. We got people filling up rooms. So I think we're- we can make it happen. We definitely can. Well, this has been an awesome episode. If you guys want to see us cover different topics or destinations, whatever it is in the future, always let us know. Reach out to us on all of our social medias because mm-hmm. we are there and active on them. But Steve, you're giving me a run for my money here. You, you, are you made you are, me step up my game. Steel sharpened steel. Right? Wow. Like I see I, you doing it. I was like, I got to get better. You're you're awesome. So definitely doing such great stuff. Um, and so yeah, as as always, thanks so much. And you know, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we always appreciate it. See you next week, everyone. See you next week. Bye.